Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show and I've got a really exciting radio show today. This is Law of Attraction in Action. It's recovery from narcissistic abuse. And the reason I'm doing this show with Tammy today is because last week's show, there was just a lot of response and a lot of people wanted more on Law of Attraction and there's been some great posts on Facebook. So, thank you, Tammy, for being with me again. Thank you for having me. This is I'm, I'm so excited. This is great. Yeah, we have a lot of fun doing this. Yes. Best job in the world, isn't it? To help inspire and help people develop and grow. I love it. It is, particularly around this issue, which can be so painful. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. So this all really began because there was a request last week on my blog article, and this was a request. So now, can both of you please speak to rebuilding one's life from the ground up with respect to working, going from stressed out, unemployment, workaholic, you name it, into dream jobs and careers, right livelihood, goal setting on career topics, feeling safe in the world of success, reinforcing vibrant good health, and most especially having both flowing along with no conflict. So, and this lady wanted any thoughts and further ideas on this, so... You know, when I fell into this, I put it out to the Facebook community to see what their response would be if they wanted another show or if we were just bombarding them with too much. And people were really definitely interested and some really good requests came back, which was with the way I sabotage myself, the way I can't hold friends, I need some starting points because there is just so much to do. Manifesting negative stuff. And the next one that was really a standout I was interested in what you and Tammy were saying about the ego and self-sabotage in connection to LOA. I feel I'm battling my ego every time I try to focus positively. And then we had another one. I understand that I need to be who I want to attract. However, I'm still afraid I will attract another narc or that I will see narc tendencies that really aren't there in a good man. I trust in the healing, but I guess I don't trust myself yet that you attract what you are scares me. That one is so important to look at. So then we've got understanding how to remove old negative filters so that elevate, manifest good rather than bad. 
understanding more of filtering positive self-work, the old life of negative thoughts keep pop, keeps popping up, as I have difficulty staying in positive mindset, it really affects my entire life and relationships. And so, you know, they're all really amazing requests and we really are looking at covering those today. I really want to cover these in the show with you, Tammy. So we're going to just start off with our first starting point, which is, and this, I believe, is the foundational beginning, and it's making peace with the now. And I just want you to have a think about this logically. We know we can't paint a new finish on a crummy, marred surface. We know we can't build a new house on top of one that is trashed and it hasn't been demolished and removed. So why would we think that we can create a great and new life on top, on top of regret, heartbreak, trauma symptoms and despair? And the truth is, after being narcissistically abused, usually we can't because we have to clean that up first. Because law of attraction is pretty absolute, as Tammy so beautifully put last week, it's law. It's a law of life. And what it states is, you are creating more of you, which really means more of your emotional resonance about that topic. Yeah, you know, it hits me that... Um, you can't generate more security and wealth or, or financial um, abundance when you're traumatized by the financial losses that you've just suffered, and many of us did when we underwent narcissist abuse. Um, you can't manifest true love when you're angry and devastated and heartbroken by the last person you were with. Um, you can't create a healthy new career or the job of your dreams when you're disgusted by the way that you're being treated at your current job or that you were treated at your last job. And, you know, we, we know what we don't want because of the pain of the previous events that we've had in our lives. And that helps us then see what we do want. We can find what we do want in the pain of what we don't want. We just need to look at the opposite. And But we also can't get to what we want until we remove all the negative and destructive emotion that we're feeling um, on the topics or else we are just going to create more of the same. And that's exactly how my life showed up for, for many, many years until I found you and your, your stuff, Melanie. So um, this is the process. Before we start creating, we heal and we clean up and we release and let go and make space for improving our inner being. So for peace and acceptance and unconditional happiness inside of ourselves. Mm, what this means when we can get to that unconditional happiness, what it means is 
I can be happy and at peace and in acceptance of my life, regardless of how it looks right now. And I can even be grateful that this happened to me because it's given me the incredible opportunity to heal beliefs and aspects of myself that I've never healed before. It has given me the opportunity as this huge wake-up call in my life, which is what narcissistic abuse is, to show me what I was till now unconsciously creating and how I can heal and grow and change in order to transform my feelings, which will then put me in the position to be able to transform my entire life beyond recognition. And this needs to be the orientation, especially after the trauma of narcissistic abuse. Yeah, if we refuse to accept that there is a bigger reason, bigger than us, why this happened to us, that our soul, that our that life itself, that the narcissist and and all of us were in agreement at a higher level. Um, and if we refuse to give up a victimhood, this is so important because we are very victimized in this uh, by this disorder. And if we don't give that up, the victimization, the finger pointing, and all the righteous anger that we have about it, then we can't generate anything other than more more things in life that are going to bring us more of that pain, more of that devastation, more anger, more reasons to be victimized, and more reasons to be angry and, and indignant um, with life. And the same applies if we refuse to find a way to get over the losses and the damage that we sustained at the hands of a narcissist. Um, the narcissist isn't paying attention to our devastation and anger. They could care less. Um, it's like when we are finding ourselves so angry and looking outside of ourselves for the reason, it's like taking poison every day and expecting that the that they die or that the other person dies, the narcissist. Um, the emotional poison in our bodies is generating more poisonous events in our life and I'm I'm living proof of that. I lived this for years on end and I could not figure out why it was happening, but it, it's the law of attraction, point blank. End of story. Law of attraction. Mm. And what we're really needing to understand is we get to decide. You know, every day of our life, we get to decide what, how life is going to respond to us. And no one else can or will rescue us from our own emotional decisions. And our emotional decisions, this deciding that we do, all comes back to what is the state of our emotional vibration? What are our feelings right now about every topic in our life? And this is why working on this, emotions first, is the most crucial part of creating our entire life. So the starting point is 
in regard to positive law of attraction creation is recognizing that if you're agonized by negative emotions, don't try to create yet. Take that vital hiatus necessary for your essential cleanup and really, really do it to the best of your ability. So, yeah, Tammy, you know, let you just share a little bit about, you know, well, you have a little bit, but expand on that, you know, where you were with all that stuff. Yeah, I, this is, I can point to the fact that you will create more of the same just by what happened to me, um, as I said in the first radio show that we did together after I left my first husband, my son's father, and the six years that followed that were me just kind of picking myself up by my bootstraps and trying to create something different with the same feelings. And so with this time knowing that it could not continue or else I was going to die, I knew that I had to do it differently. And so I knew I couldn't create from that place or I couldn't even try to I kept going from relationship to relationship and um and it was just getting worse and worse. So I had to you know take the time out and that you're talking about. And so that time became for me mostly before I was able to even know what I wanted because I was so steeped in pain and PTSD and just horrible self-loathing feelings um it became about self-care and you know i slept a lot um i took really long baths um i i did the um magnesium baths with the epsom salt baths i i started doing that like a couple times a day um initially um i did narp a lot i mean as much as I could to try to get those because I was so just disgusted with the painful feelings in my body and I just felt so horrible. And um, I went on long walks. Um, I read a lot. I read all, I've read every word you've ever written and I listened to all your radio blogs and I, I, I just read as much as I could get my hands on. I, I did do a listen to a lot of videos and did a lot of reading about law of attraction and um, people who had recreated them, their lives in a different way. I, I kept trying to inspire myself. I learned how to meditate. I did yoga. I I I was still very isolated, but that part of my life became about me trying to at least get rid of the initial pain and trauma that was so debilitating. And uh and so that's kind of how I uh stepped stepped out of the game, so to speak, the game of life, um, for a while to try to get myself back on my feet before I created. And what about you? What did you do? Well, my story is really similar to yours in that my previous life, before I understood all of this, I used to get up and go again, and I wasn't recognizing the outer was matching the inner, so I was getting 
uh, results in life, but I was also getting drama and tragedy and loss, and that had really been happening all the way through my life to varying degrees. And then, of course, uh, after the narcissistic experience, when I had the complete psychotic breakdown and was supposed to be uh, hospitalised and antipsychotic and, you know, all that, well, it was the end of the game. It was just really the end of the game. There was, uh, I was very stubborn, I think. Well, I know. I was very stubborn. I wasn't actually going to get it any other way. And yeah, yeah my, so my soul delivered the lesson in such a huge, massive way that it was game over. And there were, if I didn't go inside, I was going to die or end up um, a medicated zombie for the rest of my life. So, yeah, thank God. So, so I did, I realised, and because I was, I still had a business to run, I had a son doing HSC, I had still a lot of stuff in my life that really I couldn't function for, barely function for, but what the, and like you, Tammy, the agonised emotions were so 10 on the Richter scale that it was unbearable second to second to be living. So suicide wasn't an option. I've thought about it quite a few times and my beliefs were I'm only going to have to come back and repeat all of these lessons and get to the same point and make another choice. So that's not an option. So there was nothing else to do but masses and masses of self-care. Now before I found the energetic healing tools, it was a real struggle, but I did it. I I meditated, I slept, I took long baths, I did affirmations, I listened to positive stuff, I just, I stopped doing any social life. I actually wasn't up for any social life. My whole weekends were spent in my bedroom, on my bed, journaling, meditating, listening to affirmations, taking baths, doing everything and anything I could to, and it did make a huge difference. It stabilised me. But then when I found the energetic healing tools, it's like, oh my God, finally, finally. And then I just dove into that with full, full gusto. So that was, you know, first NARC experience. Second NARC experience, I still had more to clean up. I knew the path. I didn't need the near-death experience again. I knew the path point blank. And I, again, I suffered losses and some of them were very big. And I was, on a human level, feeling devastated. I felt like a failure. I felt like a fraud. Here I am, a narcissistic abuse recovery expert, and this has happened to me again. You know, I hadn't realized the gift at that point that I needed to go deeper, not just for myself, but for the community, and it was actually all perfect. So that time, it wasn't an option to even try and create initially. What it was was absolutely that total hiatus of every spare minute that I can do was to look after my emotional health in a physical way and also to to get into my body and shift these traumas and these pesky little wounds that have been left over from first NARC that had been such a part of manifestation of second NARC, I was determined I am going to find you. I'm going to get you out of my body. And it actually didn't take very long the second time around to uh, be able to clear enough space to start creating again. But, yeah, it's uh, 
you can't just get back out into life and think it's going to go well when we're dealing with trauma at that level of narcissistic abuse. So I think we've covered that one, and I really hope that helps. But we're going to have a look at battling our ego. Oh, gosh. this I love this topic because it's everything. So I've written like many previous articles on my blog and done radio shows on the ego and it's our self-saboteur. And I'm just going to simplify here and bring it together. Our ego is the defenses of righteousness, anger, fear, self-loathing, condemnation of self and others, arrogance. And it also creates us as very unconscious. It means when we're in our ego, we're not realizing that we're generating our own realities. We're not in that radical personal responsibility. We're really looking outside and we're blaming others and life for the way our life is. Now, for a codependent, if we're stuck in our ego, what this spells is that we're going to attract what we don't want. We're going to reject or not have emotional access with the field of life to what and who we do want. Now, for a narcissist stuck in ego, which narcissists terminally are, they are ego run amok. That's what a narcissist is. It means that they are going to manipulate, they're going to steal, they're going to lie and abuse in order to get what he or she wants. And the end result of ego takeover is always the same. It means the ultimate demise of every wanted topic because a run-amuck ego eventually destroys all chance of true happiness, all chances of true love and true fulfillment, and ultimately it destroys the host. Now, whether or not it's a codependent or a narcissist, if we're stuck in ego, that's where it all leads to. So, what our egos are, they're defences that are erected around our young, unhealed wounds in our body that feel unworthy, unloved and not good enough, our really vulnerable, raw pieces that we've been spending a lifetime trying to avoid. So, Tammy, how do we overcome our ego in order to have positive law of attraction experiences. Yeah, this is a big one because, like for me, I have a lifetime of narcissist abuse. I grew up in a narcissist family, and I I realized when I was doing the NARP program that I had to heal my old, young childhood wounds um, bef- so that I could make space and that there would be no energy for my ego to grab onto um, and, and you know, really hold itself up around. So when we get space inside of us and bring in peace and calm and good feelings, then the inner voices of egoic voices of sabotage and fear doubt, self-defeat, and unworthiness, those things that many of us have, get less and less and less until they just don't exist anymore. Um, If we're ready to dedicate 
clean ourselves to cleaning up our wounds, then we have a clean go at creating. It opens up for us a, an ability to feel excited and fun and inspired. And that is in complete contrast to the previous battle we were in with the narcissist and that we go through when we're trying to remain positive and have good feelings so that we can create good things. So if we don't do this, um, we're just going to end up going in the same direction that we've always gone in and fighting our ego that's still getting its power and its energy from those original old childhood wounds and when we heal those wounds then and as we heal them then we our ego begins to dissolve and we start feeling healthier and healthier Mm, that's so true that's so true Tim yeah and it's just really important to understand that We know that the narcissist in our lives is attacking our vulnerable weak spots. That's how they feed, that's what they attack. It's exactly the same with our own egos. Our egos inside us, they're attacking our vulnerable weak spots. They're attacking our wounds. And all of these like attract like things are going on with the narcissist, with ourselves and we have to remember that the narcissist behaves the way they do and projects so much anger and blame and shame and attacks onto others because their young, unhealed unattended to wounds and never getting attention and that's their ego attacking them and what they're doing to offload that pain and hold up their false self is to attack with their ego other people's vulnerable broken parts so when we clean up our vulnerable broken parts we empower to a level way beyond, way beyond all of these ego playouts with ourselves and with others. So, Tammy, what were some of your big ego battles and what wounds were they guarding? Yeah, I, um, I know because we talked about the the we discussed what we were gonna the the topics we were gonna talk about tonight or today at whatever time it is for you for it's where day for me not for it's you it's day for you it's night for me and i'm a day ahead <laughs> right right um i started looking through my journals because i have three journals um from the last year of from doing narc and some other things that i was doing relative to law of attraction beside that and so i started looking through my journals because honestly after you start clearing this stuff, it's like gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the good news um, because I, I had to go back to really look and see. I mean, I could generalize, but I had to go back to really look and see what what were those things. And 
Um, it was astonishing. It was really actually felt great to do it because I am in such a better place now. And so I was able to really feel a huge benchmark around where I was then and where I am now. But one of the things that kept showing up for me while I was healing um, during my journey and when I was in the thick of it, of of really releasing a lot of deep old stuff, one of the things that kept coming up was, um, you should be better by now. <laughs> Which was oh, yes. Yeah. I saw, I saw one entry that I had, and it was like, I'm so sick of you laying around. You should really be better by now. Why aren't you doing this, this, and this? Um, was a, a great... Um, ego battle that I had for a while. Um, um, I had a great deal of righteous anger, and there are a lot of notes that I wrote to the narcissist in my journal, you know, really angry, hateful, mean, spiteful, horrible language kinds of things that I wrote. Um, Another thing, because I had... Um, I I didn't have a job, and I I really was very fearful about money, which, you know, no surprise, was an old wound from childhood. Um, There was this whole thing that I believed that I was powerless without a career and or without uh, an income. Um, That um, I I had a lot of conversation and beliefs and and. Clearing around that. Um, I have a very long theme of not good enough and not worthy. Um, I I realized that I took on a lot a lot of my um, mother's self loathing um, from a child and because I kept feeling like it wasn't mine um, when I was trying to release it. And I realized in doing the family of origin wounds that that I had a lot of self-loathing that really wasn't wasn't attached to anything true about me. Um, I, have, I had a lot of um, unworthy and I don't deserve it. Um, I, have a, I had a great deal of judgment about that an embarrassment about this failed marriage only you know I was only married for a year and that was really a huge blow to my ego and that people were saying oh she's had a lot of relationship problems hasn't she and I don't even know that people were saying this but this is these are the trips that my ego took me on um um she's so stupid she's such a fool She's always picking the wrong men. What's wrong with her? You know, that kind of thing that my ego would say to me. Um, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to see you anyway. You know, uh, no, you, you have nothing to offer in terms of um, a career or someone hiring me. Um, and there was also a lot of conversations I noticed that I was having about you know, really wanting to make him be accountable and he should be accountable and and that I needed to win. That was a huge one that my ego, you know, and that that looked a particular way. I had to, you know, get a good job and make a lot of good money so that I could show myself and prove myself that he didn't win. I won. You know, that was a 
huge ego thing for me. I remember we actually did a session on that. Yeah, yes we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and that was it. and I got a huge release after that. Um um and I was able to I, we did three three individual personal sessions together and like I said in in the first law of attraction radio blog that we did um I I really was catapulted to a different place after after we did those sessions, I, I had an incredible release um, when we did our, our face-to-face or our <clears throat> our face-to-face our Skype sessions together. Um, but those are some of the things my ego were, was saying to sabotage my healing as I went along, because my ego would have loved for me to just, you know, would still love for me to be laying in that bed that I was in. That, crappy bed and and I'm assuming that you had some similar experiences Mm, yeah we're quite similar in a lot of ways and I'm really resonating with a lot of what you were saying so I'll, I'll cover those ones off first and then there's another one that I know that a lot of people will probably relate to the the big ones for me were about being a failure it, very much the same. I'm at this age because we're the same age too. Like, right. yeah, this happened to me at like 40, you know, and I was, oh my god, I'm I'm single. I'm a failure. People are looking at me and saying, you know, she's no good. There's something wrong with her. She can't get relationships right. That was a huge story of my ego, and I really found. When I was doing quantum freedom healing on it, what I found was that was enormous generational beliefs about a woman's nothing without a man, that, you know, unless you've got a partner, there's something wrong with you, you're going to be on the shelf, you're going to be, um, yeah, parked over. So these were things that were right energetically stuck in my body as wounds and also I've been very very programmed by my mum my mum has never been out of a relationship and she's very very dependent on my father in a practical real life way so the beliefs that I really grew up with is that a woman can't survive without a man she's nothing without a man she has no identity without a man so it wasn't until I was able to find those very young, old, painful wounds and get them out of my body that I was able to be really gloriously at peace with being single. And what a relief because my whole life, I remember being 19 and being out of a relationship for two weeks and thinking my life was over. Right. Crazy stuff. Right. So, you know, I've, I've probably got 30 ego trips I could share, but I'll just share the big one. <laughs> uh, my ego was having a field day with me because there was a lot of wounds, a lot of wounds. So the other one that was massive for me was about the accountability, which you definitely touched on. I was forcing the narcissist in my life to be accountable to step up, to stop the nonsense, to start thinking like a normal human being. And really what it was all about, I had all of these beliefs, I cannot survive in the world on my own, I need somebody else to do it for me. And these were very, very young, vulnerable wounds that were 
stuck in my body that were causing me to show up as this is your job, you have to do it, you have to be the person who can look after me, treat me well, love me, approve me. And that was a huge hook for me, massive. And I even did it with second knock for a while until I snapped out of it and realized point blank he was a narcissist and I had to pull away and I had to heal. And then second time around, I, because the thing was, I'd actually grown up and my ego had fed me this as well, that you're really capable. You're intelligent, you're capable, you're able to provide for yourself, you're able to generate money. So I was looking at it more of a logical level and I've missed it first time around and then second time around when I really dug that stuff out and up-leveled it with quantum freedom healing, it just seemed like a complete erroneous false belief that I can't survive in the world and generate my own life. And when I got rid of that, I had no urge to reconnect, to contact, to ever go there again with him. I was done. And that was such a relief. Yeah. 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 Crazy what our beliefs do to us. And it's crazy what our egos do with that. Because my ego was like, well, he has to get it. You have, you know, you've got to make him get it. He's got a right, you know, it's a civil right for him to be. I was so righteous. Oh, yeah. I have journal entry after journal entry after journal entry like that. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know lots of people relate to that. You know, so that was a symptom. But the real cause of the issue for us were those broken, young, vulnerable pieces that didn't feel like they could survive on their own. Right. That was the truth. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at this one because I love that somebody posted this and drew our attention to it. Yeah. The fear of attracting another narc and seeing narcissists everywhere. Now, this is a massive one for this community to talk about in regard to narcissistic abuse and law of attraction. And I really want to start by working backwards with the law on this one. So law of attraction states as an absolute, we need to be vibrating at narcissism is not my reality in order to not attract it. So therefore the goal is not about looking out for it everywhere. And this is one of the hugest mistakes people make. The more I know about narcissists, the more I learn about them, and the more I research them, the better armed I'm going to be. No, you are not. In fact, you're receiving attraction pop for narcissists. And it doesn't matter which way you want to argue this, law of attraction is absolute. Yeah, this is a hook for me, and it's something that I'm going to talk to you about later, but... I, I do know that knowledge is not a defense against the wounds that we have inside that are having us unconsciously manifest narcissist abuse. Um, it's not powered up by more emotional energy directed at them. Um, we have to become inoculated against them. So, And how we do that is by 
using the NARP program, up-leveling, healing, and showing up in a way in life that gives the energy this evil, nasty, icky, narcissistic stuff, this unconsciousness, this lack of of conscience, conscience is not my reality. And you can talk more about what that looks like. Yeah, okay. So what that looks like is we're resolving our young inner wounds, those vulnerable parts that could allow narcissistic abuse in and those attacks. We resolve those. We heal and up-level those. And then we have a real focus, and this is huge for me, about becoming authentic and truthful in our everyday life everywhere. We speak up lovingly. We lay boundaries. And we firmly know that boundaries are our own responsibility and no one else's. You know, there's a lady in my life at the moment on a social level and she was complaining to me about her partner. He does this, he does that, he does the other. And I just looked at her and I said to her, you do realize that your well-being and your boundaries are not his responsibility. They are your responsibility. And she looked at me blank. She's not ready to get it yet. But that is the absolute truth. And we give up in this new orientation of our new life. We give up victimhood and we give up expectation. And this means that we are able to speak up for what we need and we want. But we know that specific people who we previously held responsible for our needs do not have to be the deliverer of our needs in order for us to have a great life. We let them go and we generate healthy self-care and healthy people in our life. And we deeply, deeply self-partner to the level where we know we are developing in order to be in life open-hearted, flowing love and trust with the ability to question and speak up and clarify and even investigate if necessary. And this makes us powerful and safe and connected to life. And we have the power to lay boundaries. We back ourselves. We trust ourselves. We speak up. We no longer have the fear of being myself truthfully is going to create people rejecting, abandoning me or punishing me. We're not in that fear anymore. If people want to behave in a certain way, that's not our truth. That's okay. We just detach. And we can completely detach if we need to. Yeah, and this, it takes a lot of self-development and self-love and devotion to ourselves and our own inner development. And we have to learn how to accept ourselves and love ourselves and clean up all the old childhood wounds that are generating more more and more wounds so we can get back to our truth and not beat ourselves up for our mistakes and our failures and and we have to deeply support ourselves and be there for ourselves um we we have to develop ourselves enough to show up in life as a an empowered 
and fully developed adult rather than unconsciously acting from the childhood wounds and and that emotional state where we're putting up this energy that you know I'm I'm a wounded child uh come help me oh, absolutely and that's when we really get into self development we realize that when we were trying to deal with narcissists we were showing up from the wounded child in a center i know that when i was demanding that narcissists step up and do the right thing that was my inner three-year-old screaming out for that that wasn't melanie as an adult woman anchored in her body at all so it really takes self-honesty on we have to be self-honest on inner and outer levels of our life and the inner level is the level of devotion to self-create and heal ourselves towards a healthy, authentic, mature inner beingness. And it also takes a level of self-devotion to create an outer authentic life, one where you will no longer maintain a life for the needy reasons and the, the young powerless reasons of trying to win approval, affection or validation by being with people in situations that are not your truth. It means you will have honest conversations with effective, not victimized, effective communication with people in your life if things aren't right. And you prize vulnerability, authenticity and transparency. You get real. You stop playing games. And you stop thinking, oh, well, I'll just ignore that and try this and hopefully that person will do that. You're very honest and real about what's going on for you and what you would like and how you're feeling. And you lead the way and invite others to meet you at this high level of vibrational relatedness. And you seek to actively grant people the opportunity to up-level with you into evolutionary relationships and if they don't want to be there with you you let them go with love and you allow them to be with others in life at their chosen vibration whilst you continue to grow and generate your own realities which is just so massive so really what you're doing is you are seeking and developing and generating deep connections of love with truth because this is the model that you are creating within yourself. And with this, you allow people to see you. You're really happy to see yourself. You've already loved and accepted yourself on every level. So you're happy for people to see you, really see you, regardless of what they choose to do with that. And that's how you create a conscious, full, gratifying, loving life of higher vibration that cannot and it will not include narcissists because it's on a completely different universe. They don't exist in that universe. Right. Right. So if you're if we're on this whole vigilance path of looking out for narcissists and studying and focusing and looking for every warning sign we could possibly find, um and reading books about, and, and I know that I watched um, 
quite a few videos about how to pick up on deceit. And you, you can't be in this inner toxic fear and emotion of, um, you know, oh, my gosh, is that a narcissist? Or what if the narcissist is coming? Or, um, you know, am I going to stumble across another narcissist? And it makes us have to recoil and contract into, like, protecting ourselves and fearing what's going to happen. And, and then we come the, we become this righteous, toxic victim, and we spew about the evil that they are, and we we talk about how horrible they are, and we feel like we have to tell everyone in our space that, oh, narcissists exist, and... Um, and anybody who will listen to us, we want to tell them about how horrible this person is or that person is or how horrible narcissists are in general. Um, and and then we're going to be really painful and toxic to be around ourselves um, and people that we care about and anybody that we're talking to about it. You can, If you notice when you're doing that, I mean, I notice when, when I've done it in the past, people's eyes just kind of glaze over and they look at me like I'm the crazy one. And then we drag or we can drag them into our fear and, and unconsciousness about we're do, what we're doing. And we are giving them the very energy that they want to create and sustain and survive and exist in the world. That's so true and it's so big. If we look yeah. at the real bigger picture of energetic reality yeah absolutely which works on a personal and a collective level if we are focusing on narcissists we are feeding them the emotional energetic energy to actually exist in the world how do you get rid of a narcissist you detach and create the exact opposite and if we all did that in the world I promise you, narcissists would die out. They would not exist. And that's how we need to transform our world. And also, if you're a parent, this is just, just so important. If you are a parent and you're embodying fear and righteousness and victimhood, you are damaging your children profoundly. It's not going to protect them. It's going to create them as a target of more of that. So we have a huge better choice that we can make. We can become a model of loving empowerment, having done enough work to be in acceptance of the lessons of life, the hard lessons that we've been through. They happened for a reason. And we can be excited about our future development and we can be excited about the unfoldings that we are seeing from cleaning up our previous way of being. Because when we start cleaning it up, even before we start actively creating, life starts delivering, I promise you. And we can be inspiring others to move up into love and consciousness and joyous creation wherever we go. And we're going to be in our self-loving and self-respecting power as we're expanding out into life. So we really need to imagine what and who we could attract if we're in this vibration. 
Can you imagine the joy of sharing and granting other people consciousness, love, joy and success because you are being this model in the world and as you're being it, you are safe because you're in your power, you're in your body as a mature developed adult rather than a wounded vulnerable child. And this is where we can realize the true reason of the journey we've been on. We went into the bowels of hell with narcissistic abuse. We were dragged into the most dire unconsciousness, evil and suffering. And all of that was a reason that was to connect us to ourselves to find the authentic way to live in this truth of ourselves. Yeah, this is something that... um that I'm going to be talking to you about a little later because I I have found myself um in a in a situation in the last few days that um showed me some unhealed parts but we if we do take the focus off narcissists and make it about our own inner healing and our own expansion and take responsibility and be the one placing boundaries um, be authentic, find the inner peace, accept what happened, and actually have gratitude for what happened, we, and even go to the next step of having compassion for narcissists. This is a huge, huge step for us, um, and and even one that I'm, I thought that I was already in, but I, I found that I'm, 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 I still have more to go. Um, then that they're they're actually products of you know horrible abuse and and horrible environments themselves based on ego and fear and and unconsciousness um that our world created narcissism that we stop judging and blaming them and wanting people to know more about them and raise this awareness and shift ourselves into that profound level of acceptance where we can accept the truth about people and still love them, um, then we'll have authentic empowerment ourselves and we won't fear getting taken by narcissists anymore. And if we do get taken in, um, we know, which is what we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you about in just a few minutes, that there is more work to do. And that is a huge blessing and a gift and one that I'm excited about receiving tonight, and I'll talk more about it later, mm. um, because our souls have decided that we need this experience in order to come forth and expand and, and be who we need to be in this world. Mm, yeah, I think we'll, yeah, we'll leave your bit till we, because we're going to do an energetic shift in this show yeah. it's so exciting and I'm so looking forward to it so I love doing shift work with you Tim but I'll talk about my experience with that oh my gosh absolutely I was terrorized by oh my god is he a narcissist is she a narcissist am I going to meet another narcissist I was so terrorized I had agoraphobia through the roof I couldn't even leave my front door without having meltdowns that was what my agoraphobia was all about. That fear of people are evil, I can't trust anybody, I'm going to be destroyed. It was just 
awful for me. My life now, I can't tell you the amount of people that have asked me, how on earth do you do your job and have your full name out for everybody to see? You've got two previous narcissists in your life. You have narcissists that must be reading your stuff all over the world. Victims are getting helped by you. You must be getting attacked, right? This is what people say. And do you know what? I cannot believe. Oh, I can believe. I know. Because I've shifted all of the fear. Narcissists don't exist. I do my job, even though I'm steeped right in all about narcissism. I do my job in a way that, for me, it's all about raising consciousness. Narcissists is just a symptom. Narcissists, to me, don't exist. What does exist is we're all raising our consciousness and we're healing into more developed, effective, empowered human beings. That's my whole focus. I don't get nasty emails. I don't get attacked. I don't have previous narcs having cracks at me. I don't have any of that. And you know what? If any of that showed up, I'd just delete and detach. I don't give it any energy. And it just doesn't exist. In my life now, I'm expanding. I'm meeting new people all the time. I'm having the most incredible, social, wonderful and work-related experiences that are just mind-blowing. And I'm just not meeting any. I'm just not. I'm mm. just... And if I did, again, I would just... I'd be myself. I'd recognize it. Then I'd just detach. That's yeah. it's really all there is to it for me. So I'm loving this section we're going to talk about because I know a lot of people have said, you know, how do you actually do this work? How do you actually heal? How do you find out what's going on in your unconscious and your young childhood wounds? How do we actually do that? So, you know, hopefully you've understood now that identifying and changing our painful inner beliefs, our young wounded parts, is the most important thing that we can do after being narcissistically abused. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.